All right, you ready? Uh, just you ready to just jump into it? Yeah, jump in like the deep end. Not even jump. Wait. Yes. Nope. Perfect. Welcome to Fortuna Podcast episode 111. Um, no way. Wait, hold on. Yeah, yeah it's no episode way. 111. No, don't say it like that. Come on. Don't don't, don't short the people. Say it the first what? way again. 111. Yeah, nice. 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 <laughs> Can that be the new 69? Nice. Actually, hey, okay. So we, we just talked beforehand and said that there weren't any memes this week. <laughs> uh, let's just get meme of the week out of the way right oh, in now. The first minute. In, in the first minute, because it's okay. the only thing that popped up on yep. my feed that I thought was genuinely the best meme. Oh, uh, is it your tweet that made me laugh out loud? Hold on. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. But, so uh, I, I I don't remember the details specifically, but there was a like sea lion or some <laughs> sort of uh, animal in. in in that regard a big blubbery uh like manatee uh died at the <laughs> died at the age of 69 i think one day after his 69th birthday or something like that and then so like this isn't obviously a new meme but like we're just honorary meme of the week because there's there's nothing else there uh the entire comment thread is just people with like the crying emoji face that says nice next to it <laughs> <laughs> so good, dude. The saying saying nice sixty nine is so good. It's so fucking funny. It's it'll never not be funny to me. Uh, yeah, I will forever be juvenile. The two <laughs> things that'll juvenile will never not be funny: saying nice to sixty nine, and wearing a choker means you do anal. <laughs> Those are the two. So, uh, my name's Ant. Welcome to Fortuna Podcast. I'm here with uh, a special guest. No, uh, come on. <laughs> uh, I'm here with uh my my favorite person, uh Marshall. How yeah, are you? Welcome to it. Are you asking me or them? Yeah, yeah, how are you? <laughs> I asked a question and you said yeah. But speaking of the uh wearing a choker means you do anal thing. Uh-huh. Um <clears throat> I got a text message from Caitlin a couple of weeks ago that I forgot to tell you about particularly <laughs> where um Caitlin's like, I have seen so many people walking around with chokers today, and mm. all I can do is just put my face to the floor and just like laugh to myself because I cannot not think about it. And <laughs> I think that is so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's the dude. It's so good, um, so good. I was like, I was like five percent in on that, and then you'd pulled me in a hundred percent. At Disneyland? <laughs> no, uh, yeah, whenever we were talking about it. I don't remember. I don't even remember. I just remember... I remember us losing our mind leaving Disneyland after being there for, like, 15 hours. Uh-huh. This what, most Some, recent year? Yeah, this most recent year. Uh-huh. And walking back to our hotel room and, like... Oh, fuck. We were I going pretty goop, goopy I don't even remember what I said to you, but, like, I just kept walking oh, after I said fuck. something. And I turned around, and you were, like, on literally on the ground laughing. 
There was something you said at the fountain, and then there was something you said later. We talked about it on oh, the show. Yeah, I, I just remembered. I think you just said, ooh, she make me wet, or something I, no, really it, dumb it was, like that. It was like, ooh, she squirt over the fountain. <laughs> the fountain went off as we walked by. <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> it's so dumb, but it's so funny. Um, well, squirting's fake, so. Well, squirting's fake, so. We'll leave it at that. Uh, check us out on fortunatepodcast.com. You know, if that, that shouldn't be the lead in to, uh, <laughs> to promoting ourselves. Um, check us out on fortunatepodcast.com. Go there, download all of our previous episodes. Uh, but most importantly, check out twitter.com. Uh, just check it out. Sign up for a new Twitter account today. Uh, this week's episode is sponsored by Twitter. Uh, our Twitter is at Fortuna um, underscore cast. Um, and then subscribe to us on iTunes. Thanks. Thanks. We're not sponsored by Twitter. No. <laughs> Are you sponsored by iTunes? Um, I haven't gotten, I haven't gotten back or heard back from them yet. So I don't mm. know. Um, what are you up to? What do we, uh, uh, what do we want to talk about first? God damn, um, we got so much on the... I I feel like we could probably jump straight into some Splatoon chat. <laughs> but, but, I, okay. but I almost yeah. worry that Splatoon chat may end up just being the entire episode. It may, <laughs> but I, I'm... I don't know, let's, just, all right, let's start with Splatoon 2. Get out, get, get the, uh, the, uh, the, the squid in the room. Yeah, like the elephant in the room. Yeah, yeah. No, I got it. I just okay. I wanted you to live with yourself for like a second. <laughs> um, <laughs> Splatoon is great. I mean, it's I I I I worry that this is going to be the only thing we talk about for the episode. But at the same time, it's like, well, it's Splatoon two sort of picks up like a year after Splatoon's launch. Like, I mean, like game wise, not like story or anything like that, but like. It's like, I remember when the first Splatoon came out, everybody loved it, but then it was like, the game is a little thin when it, when it first came out. And then Mm -hmm. a year later, it is so robust with so many, so many new weapons, so many new maps. There's just so much going on. Yeah. All of that. Um, I was really surprised when this one launched with rank mode. I wasn't expecting it and I was really thrilled to see that it did launch. So... Um, it's really cool to see Splatoon 2 launching with so much stuff in the game for you to do right away. Uh, that being said, I'm so excited to see where this game is six months from now. Yeah. Like, oh man, I'm really excited to just see where we go from here. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm really excited for like a lot of the new weapons that are on the way. I don't know if you've checked out story mode at all on it, but, um, there's a, a shotgun umbrella (laughs) that you can get in the story mode. (laughs) So it's basically like Reinhardt in a, in, in a way like from overwatch where you like, you've, you've got this umbrella, you pull the trigger to shoot it. And it's like a close range sort of like shotgun but if you keep holding down the trigger, the umbrella will open up and you can block shots. Oh. Uh, and if you hold it down for even longer, the umbrella comes flying off and like 
charges forward okay spraying spraying some paint on the ground as it goes so it's also a really good way to like fire one of those off and then swim up and refill your your paint and then just keep moving from there it's it's huh it's ink it's not paint what (laughs) whatever it's ink the thing is is you knew what i was talking about (laughs) i may i maybe i did okay um (laughs) uh what level are you at already uh 10 i'm 10 i'm playing ranked I haven't, I haven't played in a, I know I played yesterday, what the fuck am I saying? Yeah, I'm, I'm finally 10, playing ranked. I was talking to you, I can't, I, I had to mention at some point. So I love Splatoon, obviously. Oh, sorry, a little hot there on that love. Uh, but I do not love Turf War, which is like the, the default game type. Yeah, it's the, the all there was in Splatoon. Yeah, which all there was in Splatoon 1 for a long time. Don't love Turf War. I love the ranked uh, maps a lot more, and you have to hit level 10 to play them in Splatoon 2, so I was just grinding away to level 10 so I could finally play those, and they're uh, a lot of fun. Having a lot of fun. I haven't checked out ranked mode just yet, but... Uh, huh? You're fucking crazy. I, uh... It's so I much... Really... It's, um... I just like Turf Wars, and I also just have been playing... I only have, like, four levels left of the, the single player. Okay. Like, I, I, I jumped done, straight into that. I've only been one boss. That's how far I am in story. Okay. So you did the, um... You did the oven. Yeah. The the bread boss. Yeah, bread... Bread <laughs> octopus boss, man. Something like that, uh... All this Man. shit about um, Splatoon 1's story is rushing back to me as I play this one, and it's a lot of fun. And they even, like, reference it, like, some of the, um... Because you get, like, you fill up pages of the encyclopedia, for lack of a better mm-hmm. word, as a collectible yeah. in every level. And there's one about, like, some people remember the epic dance party that was your fight against at the end of the last game. And they're talking about, it was the best set they ever saw. Oh, and yeah. shit like that. That one's really huh. fun. I haven't read any of them yet. I'm, oh, okay. I'm waiting. I'm waiting to um to. Oh, like, you haven't because the, the first one is literally about Pearl. The first one is about Pearl. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Dude. So there's another thing. Uh, I don't think we talked about Pearl on the podcast yet, but Pearl is like an abomination <laughs> of a Nintendo Pearl. character. I no. love Pearl. No, that's because you like fucking Diant word or whatever that band is called. <laughs> she looks exactly like that. She also looks like fucking Iggy Azalea in just like, no, I'm all set on Pearl. But the thing I want to say about Pearl almost in her defense is that she's already an ugly child. <laughs> she's, she's, <laughs> Not not great to look at. I, there's something about those eyes in in that mouth that I'm just like I don't want to hear it. But um, ice cream and cake was the 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 first Splatfest. Mm-hmm. It was a landslide. <laughs> yeah, I think it's very apparent how people are are like taking to Pearl, uh, considering the popular vote. Uh, and there was already some like articles out there from like Polygon and Kotaku where they're talking about how like a uh, Splatfest might be like one-sided from here on out because of Marina and Pearl because people already have this disdain for for Pearl. Mm. And, and we then, talked about when Splatoon <laughs> One came out. 
I'm a simple man. I literally voted for whatever was on the left every single time because it was what Callie liked. I I knew I was getting played. I didn't even care. Okay, so um, here here's the thing with that, though. Callie and Marie are very similar in character design, not yeah. like in personality in the game. Uh, and I think that is like where Nintendo sort of went wrong with with these these two new oh, idol yeah, characters. Oh yeah, like genuinely talk. Yeah, I agree, especially cuz the Splatfest thing. Yeah, like you Callie and Marie, uh if you're not a gross creepy fanboy like myself, you can you can totally remove yourself from Callie and Marie's opinions and pick one or the other. Yeah. But there definitely will be a popular vote cuz people don't like Pearl. Mhm. And then Nintendo's like, "All right, cool guys, what's up?" New Splatfest coming coming <laughs> yeah. a couple weeks, a couple weeks after first Splatoon or after the, the the launch of Splatoon two, you know, give everybody some time to jump in there, uh, hone their skills, and uh, let's do the Splatfest. All right, what are the two options this time around? And you think about like the previous Splatfest. It's like do you remember what auto- the first Splatfest was? N- no. It was. was it, um, it wasn't it Autobots was he... versus Decepticons, was it? Oh fuck! It might. Fuck, you might be right. I was I th- thinking at least it, the, the these were interchangeable. It was either Autobots and Decepticons, and then it was um, it was either Pokemon Red versus Pokemon Blue or Charizard versus Blastoise. I don't remember which. There was a Pokemon Red versus Pokemon Blue yeah. one, um, but I don't remember where those two fell in like for Splatfest. Because I never got to play Splatfest in, in the originals. Oh, me neither. Um, so, <laughs> I just can't fucking believe that they would be like, all right, the new Splatfest. Yeah, the oh, first, fuck. The first official Splatfest of Splatoon 2, like post-launch, is Ketchup versus... No, well, no. Well, go ahead. Mayo. Why I don't understand like ketchup and mustard have more synergy and a rivalry a rivalry between each other than fucking ketchup and mayo do. Do people and, like, eat mustard in Japan? Oh fuck! I, that didn't even cross yeah. my mind. But they didn't they didn't have cake and ice cream for um for the Splatfest before the game came out. They had like rock and rap or like rock and hip hop music. Oh, in the in the Japan version? Yeah. So like I don't know if they have anything different this time around, but still the question the question begs is why ketchup and mayo? <laughs> <laughs> like you've done I know you guys have done hot dogs and burgers. Yeah. Ooh, okay, let's try and recap all the previous Splatfests. Let me just let me just look them up. Um Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Mayo's on the left in the image, therefore Pearl's defending Mayo. Rightfully so, I will agree. Yeah, and I'm just but like... I'm going to call... This is... Here's the thing. If you're a human being with half a goddamn brain, ketchup is the obvious choice. Yeah. I mean, um, like... Yes. I, I'm, certainly, I'm certainly not going to, uh, like lie and be like oh mayo is disgusting like every fucking person on the internet does mayo is fine on certain things i'm not Mm -mm. gonna be a mayo apologist but i'm not gonna fucking hate on it either it's a it's emulsified egg what okay cool but like (laughs) why mayo and ketchup 
That's what you're but, hung up on? I'm saying what... Okay. Uh, Mayo's, I'm, on, I'm, Mayo's on the left. It's Pearls. Yeah. I get it. That's what I, I'm if actually like, really hung Marina, up on. That. Would you still vote for, for... Would you... Let's say Pearl gets ketchup. You still vote for ketchup? Um... Oh, come the fuck on. I have to, like, really think about it. You... So Listen, clearly I, right I, now it's mayo's pearl, ketchup is marina. Let's say we flip yeah. that. Does that change your vote at all? Um I'm a never pearl, so uh, oh my <laughs> God. I voted in the twenty sixteen election, Marshall. I'm a I'm a never pearl. So <laughs> um, uh just so just just to run down it, the first the first Splatfest was cats and dogs. Don't then remember was, that even a fucking little bit. Nope. It was uh, 7-4-2015. Mm-hmm. 4th of July. Okay. I do remember that. I don't understand why the 4th of July you wouldn't do hot dogs versus hamburgers. That makes more sense to me. Well, they sorry. This dumb. isn't a post-apocalypse. They've lost all of our human culture. Sorry. Uh, so the second one was roller coasters and water slides. Uh, don't fucking remember that yeah and then then here's a weird one uh marshmallows versus hot dogs remember that i I don't remember that why those two items (laughs) uh autobots versus decepticons art versus science cars versus planes out of those the marshmallows and hot dogs doesn't make any sense (laughs) everything is like the opposite of the other i mean Mm -hmm. uh, maybe maybe not like art in science but like they're at least within the same realm so then the the second or the third run of it was pirates versus ninjas burgers versus pizza naughty versus nice naughty one by the way um with the pokemon one was this fucking deep am i crazy yeah past versus future pokemon red versus pokemon blue uh and then the last stretch was snowman sandcastle Spongebob, Patrick, <laughs> Fancy Party, Costume Party. I immediately read Party and thought like it was like a political affiliation. So I was like, oh Fancy my. Party. Huh. <laughs> uh, early Bird versus Night Owl. And then Callie versus Marie. Oh, I do remember that. And then the fucking, <clears throat> what a joke. Was the that? Winner. The winner. I do Marie. remember that being the last one. Callie Marie. Yeah. Marie was the winner. Uh, yeah. Do you see, the, dude? Look down there. You see the picture for art and science. That's um, a bong, dude. Dude, what, that's that a is, bong, dude. Dude, that's that is definitely a bong, dude. That's hand blown, <laughs> glass blown, dude. Dude, that's a bong, dude. Hey, side note. Uh, Kyle uh-huh. Mooney has a movie coming out. Oh, really? Uh, called Brigsby Bear, and I believe what? he's the the writer and the lead in the film. Yeah. And it looks now that you say that, really, I remember really hearing about funny. this. Yeah. I remember hearing about the production of that movie, now that you say that. It looks great. Uh, it, it comes out uh, Friday, apparently. Oh, shit. Yeah, so I don't think it's ever going to come to a theater near us. But Yeah, oh, uh, that reminds me. I cannot believe it, but my theater got the big sick, and I really want to see that before that goes away. Yeah, my theater has that here, too. I, I might go check that out. Um, mm-hmm. while, while we're on a, a tangent here um i finished silicon valley i don't, oh, I don't you're know all caught if up. you have yes oh you did yeah yeah I don't, um yeah. 
I finished it a couple weeks ago, so like I don't even remember how I felt about it necessarily, other than the ending of that season was really, really great. Um, On par with the end of season one to me. I mean, all yeah. the season enders are great. This one was so fucking dumb. I was so about it. I, I'm not gonna spoil I, it, but it was so good. No, I, I won't spoil it either. But like to to say something in the vaguest way I can possibly uh, say it is that at some point Richard has to come to terms with the fact that he's the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. Like. Well, here's the trying... thing. That's the way the season was wrapping up, and then the stupid thing happens that keeps them afloat. And then I mm-hmm. think the next season is... That was just to keep them afloat, to keep the story going, which is why it's so dumb, and I love it so much. But then I still think the next season is going to continue where the character arc was going, despite the fact that he won at the end of the day. Yeah. That's how I see it going. Um... I think at the end of the day that the most recent season is definitely the weakest. Um, I didn't feel a crazy strong through line compared to the other seasons. I still loved it. It was one of the funniest, but um, but also maybe it was because I was watching it week to week and not all at once. I don't know. It felt a little different. Like I remember like season two, like, oh, we're dealing with the lawsuit, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. This one, I'm like, I guess we're dealing about where to store that data. I guess that's the through line, and maybe, <laughs> and like, but and like, but the episodes themselves are all really good. No, no, I that is not a complaint with like what's in the episodes at all. It's just the further we get into Silicon Valley, it is just like it's so overt that Richard is becoming the villain. Yeah, uh, it, and like. I don't I don't mind that at all. I mean, like one of my favorite shows is It's Always Sunny. I I love a good show about bad people. But like Richard's becoming Richard's becoming a bad person to the point where he doesn't face any of the consequences that he should be facing. Where it's like it's always sunny. Like it's always sunny. All five of them are are garbage people. They're really really bad people. But they they look like the fools at the end of it. <laughs> Richard, on the other hand, manipulates all of his friends and his employees to do these like shitty hey, Richard, jobs. And Richard does a lot of lying in this season. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It's just like Richard just totally became the bad person in the show and like hasn't like really realized it yet. And his friends are starting to like abandon ship. It yeah, was... but why it's so good is because we've been there since the beginning. So we're, as the audience, are so invested in Pied Piper that, like, we get sucked up in his shit, too. That's why it works, though, is what oh, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like it's, I said. Because we've been there since the beginning of Pied Piper. So we're, like, in it, too. We want Pied Piper to take off. We're like, yeah, let's 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 install the pineapples at the convention. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I guess maybe I was, uh, I was definitely in... Um, oh God, his name totally just escaped me. Uh, well, in this, he's um, fuck, not me too. Jared. Yeah, Jared. I I just, man, I really felt for Jared. Good ass uh, show. Good ass. Gr- it was a good ass season. And great I guess- fucking show. Phenomenal season. Uh, I really felt for T.J. Miller's character. 
in this. Uh, mm. I, I he's great, but Splatoon two. <laughs> uh splatoon 2 it, like we said it, it is is really great uh there's some problems i have with the game for sure um i hate not being able to change my loadout between matches i hate that i can't fucking leave a match if i get into a lobby that doesn't have enough players in it you know um, you can close software but not in game you can't yes i that's a, that's a little trick though for the kids at home no you still I just leave. Uh, do you remember when I said I can't wait for my Switch to become a dedicated Splatoon 2 machine? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It stays running the yeah. entire time. I haven't shut the thing down because yeah. I, <laughs> I really hate shutting the game down and then having to go through the like talk show in the beginning. Oh, really? of, it, it doesn't. I, I, it doesn't bother me. I don't hate it, but I yeah. would just rather not have to deal with any of that shit at all. Yeah. I still um, love the idea of the talk show, but I'm definitely less invested now. It's not my girls, Callie and Marie. The the talk um, show is great. The talk show is great because it is it is something that like builds this world. Uh, that's like, so good. Yeah, it, yeah. It's just like these these squid kids. Like I remember when that first booted up the first time I played Splatoon one. I'm like, what the what the fuck? Like it was so it's so cool. God, this world's so good. Um, the world building in Splatoon two is great, especially like in the story mode. Um, in terms of like the the conflict being that Marie is missing, so like you like you Callie's talk to missing. Callie's missing. Yeah, I thought Callie was green. No, God, gee, ugh, I should end this call for good. Maybe you just you just betrayed me. I'm so sorry. Callie's the pink one with long black hair, and okay, Marie's so the Callie, green one. Callie is missing. On the left. Callie Marie. I gotcha. Calamari. I got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, can we talk about how great that it is that Krusty Sean is still in the game? Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Uh, when they were... So when that, uh, uh, that Nintendo Direct came out, it was like introducing a lot of the characters. They were going through the shops and the the shoe guy was not Krusty Sean. He's <laughs> a weird looking fucking thing. I don't like I looking was at that guy. So upset that it wasn't Krusty Sean sure. and then they're like, Oh hey, Krusty Sean's got a food truck in the middle of, <laughs> of Inkopolis. And I'm like, Alright, thank God. Dude uh, just... He serves he serves a bit of himself for yeah. you to eat. Which eat I think is flesh. fucked up. Eat my flesh. <laughs> I still remember, like, 12.30 a.m., we were all piling into Splatoon right after we picked it up. We lost our fucking shit when we were meeting all the shop owners, and it was Krusty Sean. So fucking good. So, yeah, thank God he's still around. Oh, hey, breaking news. Uh-huh. I don't, I don't think that picked up, so that no. sucks. What was um, it? Oh, was that supposed to be the can opening? Yeah. Yeah. It's been it's been a while. Ooh, um, I can hear it, I can hear it filling up that cup though. Oh fuck yeah. Um. Yeah, Splatoon Two is great. I I, I love it's it. It's so good. Um. Yeah, but at the end of the day, and I think you're fucking crazy if you weren't expecting this. It's full of uh, uh Nintendo flaws. Uh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. But, but it has incredible aesthetic and incredible game feel. 
That's the thing. A lot of people talk about Splatoon and just rave about the aesthetics and go, but I would never want to play it. That sentiment pisses me off so bad. This, the game fucking strip all the squid stuff away, dude. The game feel is so good. It feels so good getting a kill. It feels so weird saying kill in Splatoon. <laughs> but just like the pop it and the, just the splatting the ink, refilling your ink, swimming in the ink. This has crazy good game feel for a shooter. And, it, and I get really annoyed when people go, I want, I love the aesthetic, but I never want to play it. It's like, it's a, like a really good game. Yeah. Um, um, I fucking love the ink in this game so much. Like yeah. the comparison between the first game and this one is, you know, I, I, because I, I played so little of the first Splatoon, but jumping into Splatoon 2, I, I kind of in my mind was thinking like, this looks like really similar, like graphics wise. And then I saw the, the graphics comparison between the two you really, really notice it with the ink itself. Mm -hmm. I love that the ink has, like, a texture to it. Like, it looks like it's got pieces of glitter in it. It just looks so nice. It just looks so... It's just so pleasing to look at. Um, and if it, if this says anything about the game... And then we really should move on, because it's been 30 minutes of Splatoon. Um, <laughs> the... Caitlin was like, I'm not getting Splatoon. I'm not getting this game. I don't care about Splatoon. It does nothing for me to look at it. And then I woke up uh, at 8 the morning it came out to run out and go buy the Amiibos. And then uh, we ended up going back to Target later that day. And I saw her like, like walking over to the game case <laughs> to be like, I think I'm going to get Splatoon just like yes so her and i just like we had plans to like watch a ton of movies uh that weekend while she was up here and then it just turned into us sitting on the opposite end of the couch being like oh hey uh do you want to do you want to join my game or should i join yours like what do you what are you doing oh we can't not talk about this that nintendo app is fucking terrible i haven't messed with it all i've done is buy the hat that you told me about Okay, so but, that is okay. the the best part of the app is that you it's can great. see all of your stats, um, all of your wins and victories, how well you've done in those matches, what your loadout is, and then you can buy clothing from a store on your phone with your money in game, and it's it's connected so flawlessly too. Like, I I have literally on my phone ordered something and then within a second have talked to the street urchin and it's oh there. yeah i wasn't it, expecting that i wasn't expecting that either it is oh wait flawless. is the joke that he's a a street urchin is that yeah the he's joke? an he, he's an urchin yeah that's uh, on the street and then it's, it's also bootleg clothing because you can order yeah. clothes from somebody else so he's a street urchin yeah uh. <laughs> um, but uh nintendo <laughs> My God, Splatfest before the game actually launched had a thing in your friends group where you could start a like you could start a lobby. You could start a lobby. You can get four people into that lobby, and then you start the game, which I assume is like league mode at, at this point uh, in in the actual game. Because you, oh, if you're in league mode, then you have to have four people on a team for you to go in. 
but okay so now now that's not an option you can't do that in in the the actual game if you want to send an invite to a friend you have to go to your phone app do you want to do voice chat you have to do that on your phone app you can't Mm. do that you can't do any of that stuff in game and then it's 2017 and i can't believe there are apps that still do this shit if you close the screen on the voice chat you don't get to hear or talk to anybody jesus christ it it closes the app when you close the screen on your phone so there's like you can't you can't hang it up where you can like go to twitter and still continue the conversation so discord is still like the best option for anybody to uh play splatoon with a party because that shit is just fucking miserable there's no excuse for for that i know it's nintendo and people give nintendo a pass on like a lot of things especially like now with these phone apps it's like oh they've never done it before it's like that's not an excuse they've been a company for over a hundred years like like they have evolved so much from just the Wii U to the Switch, and you're telling me that, like, they can't... It's it's understandable that they can flub a phone app for voice chat? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, 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 don't think, I don't think so at all. You know what phones are intended for? Um, no, I just no, 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 no. The, I'm, uh, not, I'm not saying... I'm not no, saying, no, I'm saying that it's that's funny not what that... Phones- no, it's funny. It's just like phones are used for talking, and now like we have this fucking terrible app that can't even talk to people. It's yeah, kind of it, ironic. Exactly. I um, it's the uh, I just noticed though the the online store is run by the uh, the hat girl from the last game. That's cool. Whose name I can't remember, but she was a pun on anemone. Anemone. How do you say that word? Anemone. Yeah, she. Her name was a pun on that. That's all I remember. Huh. I, I, I feel like her name would be like Anne Marie or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, that's what I kind of remember too. But that seems Annie like way. It was Annie and Mo. That's okay. what it was. She was Annie and the her thing was Mo. Her uh, the clownfish swing swimming around an enemy. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, that's in all. terms I just, of like I was just looking. In other like video games though, uh, I bought Super Hot for VR. Yeah. Because. Um, I'm staying at a place that has a PSVR. I want to actually like get into it and play a legitimate game. Um, super hot. Super hot is an incredible experience. God mm-hmm. damn, is that game like just so much fun to the point where like I haven't played it <laughs> as much as I'd like to. I've just been inviting people over to play it <laughs> because it's like. This is, this is such a wicked experience. Like you need to experience this. You can't mm-hmm. not experience it. Um, it was only twenty bucks to like pre-order it, so I was like, ah, yeah. you know, for something that I'll have for two weeks, a movie is like fifteen bucks, and that's only two hours. I, I'll, I'll I'll just rationalize it that way. And then I ended up buying both the the non VR and the VR experience, uh, or the game, whatever. But I can't imagine that I'm going to go to the non-VR version of it and then still feel like it w- it was worth it. Like, after playing it in VR, I, I don't think I can go back to not playing it in VR. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's fun. It, Superhot's been out for a while, so it's not like people haven't been talking about it. But it, it's it's just fun. Time moves when you move. 
there was a moment where I was playing it where I genuinely said, uh, man, I feel so cool right now. And Kate, Caitlin left the room. <laughs> um, but it, it's, it's really, really great. Uh, if you ever have a chance to, to check it out, I know, I know you're not like into, into VR or have any mm-hmm. sort of interest in it, but, um, if you have a chance to play super hot in VR, you should, um, that's all I've been playing in terms of video games. Splatoon I, uh, and Super Hot. I re-downloaded both the Phantom Pain and Ground Zeroes. Why? I don't know why. Um. Do you hate yourself? Uh, maybe a little bit. I was tempted to. Here's the thing. I kind of want to play through the Phantom Pain again. No, you, got... you hate yourself, Marshall. Like... We can get past this. You're better <laughs> than that. Uh. It's funny you, know, you actually mention this because you have my number. A, Call me anytime you need it. <laughs> I really don't want to lose all my unlocks, um, but I also don't want to just like go through and pick the missions. Like that just feels kind of lame. Mm-hmm. Um, There's also some story stuff that you can't redo. Exactly. Um, but There's also some story stuff that you can't redo that are considered side missions. God, I fucking hate that game. I hate that game, Marshall, so much. Here's the thing. So, I remember fucking getting punched in the nuts by... Like, okay, well, not punched in the nuts. Like, just... I... Once again, sum up how we... What happened with Phantom Pain. We loved it. Second half takes a crap. I think it just takes a crap in the storytelling department. Um, The ending's a punch in the gut. And, like, a... I'm not having fun. This sucks. I feel like an idiot kind of way. And in my head, that's the only part that feels like that. Mm-hmm. Then I started thinking about it. I, I remember the first time I checked the fuck out in that game. And then remembering that... So the point is, I remembered that feeling happens more than once. And I changed my mind. Is where I'm going with the story. Just just go ahead. Uh, when you kill Skullface. Sure. Okay, so uh, spoilers for... Phantom Pain spoilers. Yeah, for a game that came out two years ago and wasn't good. Uh, gameplay, is, gameplay is great. Gameplay is really great. I totally <laughs> forgot about this because I this is still my least favorite part of the game. Because then Skullface is like, oh, I just do it, pull the trigger. A, then it's very reminiscent of Metal Gear Solid 3, the end, which I'm familiar with. Not the end, the boss fight. The end of the game. Where I'm not gonna spoil that, but you have to do a similar thing, which mm-hmm. I feel like is a fuck you to bring it back up in that context. Like the weight that it holds in Snake Eater is so different than the weight that Skullface holds. I find that a little bit insulting. Whatever. Yeah. Um. But then I remember I I hit no. I didn't pull the trigger, and then the game's like, I'm just gonna have annoying ass Huey do it anyway. That pissed me off so fucking bad. I completely forgot about it. Anyway, so I remembered that that's a thing, and I went, ah, never, never fucking mind. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought you were gonna. The the reason I was silent was, uh, I thought you were going to like apologize for that game and be like, no, actually, the story was really, really good. Oh no, I remembered a <laughs> second time that it really, really pissed me off. Probably a little more than the actual end, and I went, ah, never fucking mind. 
I honestly the... completely dumped what I just talked about out of my mind because it pissed me off so fucking bad. <laughs> I never felt like, like, I'm like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, well, I said no, and then you just made fucking Huey, who I hate more than anyone I've ever hated in a video game in a long fucking time, do it. Like, what are we doing here? What are we doing? It's unfortunate that, like, Huey becomes such a hated character in that game, considering that, like... Well, he's mis- it's miserable to be around. His his son Hal is Otacon, yeah. Is is a great character in the rest of the games that he appears in, but um, I was gonna ask, are are you interested in playing it again because you've played or finished any of the Metal Gear games? No, but then instead I went and started Snake Eater, so now I'm playing Snake Eater. Oh, thank God! <laughs> again, <laughs> thank uh, God you didn't you didn't jump into Sons of Liberty. I I tried like a while ago, <laughs> back when I said I would. Uh, yeah. Duh, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I I just you know like the noises you're making, I totally understand. I really like Sons of Liberty. Sons of Liberty is like a close tie to being my favorite. Yeah. With, with I've Snake never played Eater. a game of Solid Snake, so it was really enticing to play Metal Gear Two, Metal Gear Solid Two, because I've never played a Solid Snake, and I really wanted to. But it was a, cause like I mean, Snake Eater's clunky, but like I was prepared for that level of clunky, and it was slightly clunkier, and my I just my brain wasn't ready for that. Wait, do uh, you, do you not what, what happens in in Metal Gear Solid Two to you? Well, yeah, I know you play as Raiden for most of okay. the game, but still, I, I, I was going to say, like, if you didn't know that, like, holy shit, like, I can't yeah. imagine how fucking pissed off you'd be. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to play the game with Solid Snake, and then you yeah, get I it. Realize, <laughs> I didn't realize how ironic what I was saying was. Uh, but it was um, still cool seeing the intro of Solid Snake, because like, I've, I've only played Naked and Big Boss, so those are the only games I've played. Because I got pretty far in Snake Eater the first time I played it. You should... It, you should go through those games at some point. Like, really, really push yourself through those games. Yeah. But, uh, did you did you pick up the HD collection or did you pick up the Legacy collection? Uh, I have no fucking idea. It was just on super sale for PlayStation Plus and I think the HD collection. I don't know. I really the don't H- know. Okay, so it only comes with Peace Walker and two and three. Yeah. Okay. Uh. You should pick up the Legacy Collection. I think it's actually like a physical only. I'm not sure if they have uh, everything because otherwise, like, y- you're better off buying them all separately for PS3. But the Legacy Collection, I think you can get for like 20 bucks these days, and it has one through four, Peace Walker, and then like a graphic novel film. Oh, okay. Like it's got everything, uh, and I still stand by that first game. Metal Gear Solid 1 is a fucking phenomenal game. Uh, I don't think that game is hard to pick up at all, like some people say, even though it's a PlayStation 1 game. Um, Oh, it also comes with Metal Gear 1 and Metal Gear 2 for the the games that came out for the MSX. Yeah, that's on um, the copy of Snake Eater I have, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, like, it's basically everything from the HD collection, and then they added in four, one in uh, Virtua Mission, or Virtual Missions, whatever they are, um, which was just, like, a PS1 game that was sort of, like, snake training. But, Mm. like, that's not not necessary. It's not anything to do with the story. Um, 
so I'll be interested to to hear what what you think of three when and if you finish it again. Yeah, something I wanted to go off on a tangent about um, Snake Eater. It's something I've never brought up because it kind of feels like pointless to bring up because I feel like everyone's on the same page. But then I had a thought that maybe everyone isn't, so I'm gonna bring it up. Cutscenes in those old um, Japanese developed games are fucking really slow paced, right? I think they're just. Um, I can't say like as a whole, but in Metal Gear, they definitely are. <coughs> Sorry. It's something I've never brought up because it's like there's nowhere. To, it's like saying water's wet. There's like nowhere to go from there. <laughs> um, and like that's a, like even like Resident Evil Four. Like it's just like it kind of does. And it like I mean it's it's kind of a thing that anime does too, where like it's just like someone's there, and then we just like move away, and then like. They're off camera, but they're kind of just, like, standing there expectantly. And, like, that takes me out of it so fucking bad. Mm. Um, Here's a real quick hot take. I think Metal... All right, Metal. I think Resident Evil 4 is poorly paced, just in general. Oh, but. and... Ge- yeah, sure. It's just... I, um... It, I'm talking specifically what, what spurred this is the bridge scene with the boss in Metal Gear Solid 3. The end of the oh, prologue. Yeah. And there's just so much going on, and it's just Snake is just fucking standing there. It's just like, I don't know why that just takes me out of it so bad. And like, I still appreciated the cutscene and like where it was going. And like, I've been able to turn that off of my brain, but for some reason it came back on when I was watching that cutscene. It's just like, uh, I don't know. And like I said, I guess there's nowhere to go with this because it's like saying water's wet. But yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> What was I love? I love the opening of uh, Snake Eater, where it asks you what other Metal Gear games you've played, Mm -hmm. and um, it it'll say like, "I love Metal Gear Solid One. I love Metal Gear Solid Two. So like, if you hit Metal Gear Solid Two, or if you hit Metal Gear Solid One, Snake will jump out of the helicopter." With a Raiden mask on, so <laughs> okay. you look like Raiden at the beginning of Snake Eater, and that was that's literally in the game just to piss people off. Oh, that's that's really funny. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. the 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 mask too, like you're like disguised as someone else's mask is Raiden. You need it, and like you you have it to begin with, but like it's it's a really funny, I think, like little Easter egg to to have him jump out of the plane like that. Also, just like. I love the hate for Raiden because Raiden is such a fucking great character and doesn't deserve any of the hate that he gets. <laughs> it's funny. Um, fuck, I feel like there was some other cutscene recently that was like I'm pulling teeth. God damn it, I can't fucking remember. I don't know. But it's just... That's always been a... I used to have the stance I didn't like Japanese developed games. That's always mm-hmm. been a, a big part of it. <clears throat> It's just something, and it's it's also something I've always hated about anime. It's the like unrealistic arenas, and then it's just like I don't know. I I don't know. I can't formulate my thought on it. But um, I'm gonna use this as a tangent to talk about some anime I've been watching. Look at that! Look at that! I my hero academia. Yeah, when when I left for Anime Expo, 
I was, if we were driving, and I'm like, I have a feeling I'm, I know I'm going to watch this show at some point, and I feel like when I start watching it, I'm going to be pissed I didn't watch it before I came to Anime Expo. Because I'm not going to be able to appreciate all the cool shit I see from it. And that's definitely ringing true, but um, I'm only three episodes in, so I'm not super mad at myself yet. It's really good. It's really good. I uh, I started reading the manga and then just decided to watch the anime instead. But the plan is I'm still going to read the manga. I'm going to catch up to the anime and I'm going to read the manga. Because um, that show has maybe the best art style in the history of goddamn time and I just want more of it. So... I feel like, generally speaking, the manga is where you go to get, like, the real good shit when it comes to that. So, it's really good, though. This is not what I thought this show looked like at all. <laughs> oh, yeah? It's really good. It's, it's, like a, it's, it's like a current shounen. It's like their next thing, which means it's going to be running forever, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah. Um, but it's I really like fucking it's from, good. I from from uh, the studio... Uh, studio name of bones yeah <laughs> they did uh they did full metal brotherhood and maybe full metal original which are two fine looking shows oh they did uh, the cowboy bebop movie too oh fuck yeah yeah dude it's very well animated um and i read and so far, like i read the first chapter of the manga and that's pretty much the entire first episode um it's faithful as shit to the manga which is great it's like you know scenes recreated which is always great i don't get why they don't do that more often um it's really fucking good uh but yeah like just quick synopsis for those who don't know it's like a world where just the way evolution went it's more uh everyone got superpowers they're called quirks and like it's like i, I goddamn they like break down the fucking like math it's like 80 20 is like the ratio which they break down which is cool but uh so it's like way more uncommon to not have a superpower and then the okay. whole like point of the show is our main hero, whose name is way too long for me to remember after watching three episodes, <laughs> uh, uh, is is born without a quirk. He doesn't have any superpowers, um, but he's a he's a kid who grew up idolizing all these heroes. Oh, I missed a part. So like, everyone has superpowers. So then like comic book heroes became like the preferred profession. Like everyone's like, oh, we'll become superheroes now that we have superpowers. Um, so he grew up idolizing heroes, but turns out he did not have powers blah 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 hero's journey very good hmm. um it sounds at least somewhat similar to like just it being like an anime and like superpowers or in, in some capacity it sounds a little bit like Yu-Gi-Oh. What the fuck I mean, are you talking it, <laughs> I don't know. I, I just like the, the way you were describing it made me think of of Yu-Gi-Oh. It being yeah. like a super long-running anime uh, with like people with like superpowers. Like it's people are trying to fucking take over the world by playing a goddamn card game. Yeah. Um, just like weird shit like that. That's why I don't know. <laughs> One thing, and then let's call my hero Academia because then he's he's a <laughs> trying to get into like the superhero high school. And that's, like, the point of the show. Blah, blah, blah. Um, there's definitely the hot cosplay of Anime Expo, for sure. Which was I'm expecting. This show's pretty big <laughs> right now. Um, <laughs> and from afar, back when it started, the show has always looked like anime sky high. So, I'm, like, I'm there, dog. I fucking love sky high. I was just going to ask you, like, is is this what sky high was based off of? Yeah. 
It sounds a whole lot like Sky High. Yeah. I don't know how old the manga is. I really have no idea. I think it's pretty current. It's definitely contemporary for sure. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's really good. It's on Hulu. That's where I'm watching it. But okay. uh, it fucking looks amazing. Has that funny anime sense of humor for sure. Like the main hero, All Might, is like so good. Fucking love All Might. Um, yeah, so if you're looking for an anime, My Hero Academia is the hot anime for a reason, is what I'm getting at. It is really good. Alright. I've been, uh, I've been watching, uh, old episodes of Catfish. Ever since you told me <laughs> you started jumping into it, I've been like, ah, you know what, I'll, I'll go back, and it's been a while since I've actually watched the show. Neve uh, just got married yesterday. Yeah, and I, I see you just, like retweeting pictures of neve and i hate the fact that like you've already like followed him on twitter (laughs) and just you've gone from being like the show fucking sucks to just like (laughs) being so into it to a point where it's annoying (laughs) that you're that you're into it um they just got married yeah, which is funny. In episode in season six, there's an episode we watch in the hotel room where they call his now wife his wife in the show. They must have thought out the episode would have come out by the time they were married. Hmm. But it's funny. I got I got that eye. I noticed they called him called her his wife in an episode. <laughs> um But uh I I went to go see Dunkirk today. I mean a catfish is great. Uh it's <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you want me to say about it again this week, you know? Um, I didn't want I, you to say anything. Jesus Christ. I, I, I would like to know what you think when you actually... Have you burned through the whole show yet? No. Okay. I burned I through like a to, lot of season two this weekend. Um, like I said, we watched a lot of season six, which is the current season in the hotel room. Mm-hmm. Got home, and I just went, I'm going to do season three because it's in the middle. I watched season three in a day, the day I got back from Anime Expo, and now I'm starting from the top. Did you get to the the episode that I told you about last week? No, not yet, because that's late no. season oh. two, and I'm getting there. Oh, man, it's so good. It's <laughs> such a good episode. Season two's um, been really good so far. I texted you. It's the fucking Empire Strikes Back on Catfish. <laughs> Did I just flat out ignore <laughs> that text uh, message? You said something. I don't remember what, but <laughs> it's, the dar- it's the dark middle chapter of Catfish. It's fucking miserable. I, um... I went to go see Dunkirk today. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't say too much about Dunkirk because it's it's pretty fresh. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people haven't gotten out to, to see it yet. I'm sure you want to see it at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a Christopher Nolan movie, so I already went into it kind of expecting to dislike it. Um, I liked this. I, I, I liked Dunkirk. But I have some, like, pretty big issues with the movie. Uh, I think the movie's gorgeous. I I think the movie is fucking gorgeous. Um, I think it looks like the best film he's made. Like, just just aesthetically. Um, The coloring of the film itself is just so pretty. All the scenery is, is gorgeous. My complaints with the film come down to uh everybody looks the same and i can't i'm even getting that from the outside i don't know who is who (laughs) and (laughs) it it just like 
man, I I get it. It's a war movie, so of course these people are going to be wearing the same uniform. Of course they're going to have the same haircut. But like, I don't I don't know which character is which, and I don't remember a single name out of the movie except for one character, and the character that I remember the name of, like, is maybe a sixteenth of the film like ba- like barely in it um it, he ends up actually being like my favorite character in, in the oh, movie okay um but my my biggest thing with the movie that i loved was the fact that it's a christopher nolan movie and it has like nobody in it that christopher nolan just reuses cillian murphy is in it or killian murphy i don't know how you pronounce it um he's in it I thought the was in it. So is that like a thing that that people know though? Oh, uh, uh, I saw it on Twitter. So if it's a spoiler, people are spoiling it. Which I will say, people are spoiling the fucking shit out of Dunkirk. I'm, I'm starting to like lose my fucking mind. This is like, I don't know. This year's been fucking weird with spoilers. You can cut that yeah. out. You should please. You should please. Okay, I I will. Um, that doesn't surprise me because I'm getting other shit from this movie fucking spoiled on Twitter. So I w- I didn't know that was a spoiler. I, I don't I don't know if it was a spoiler though like because I didn't know anybody who's actually in I didn't it. know about, I didn't know about it until I saw it on Twitter so sounds like it's a spoiler okay if you uh, remember to bleep oh, it man you're gonna be really mad when you actually see it then mm-hmm. um I'm gonna leave this conversation in. I'm just gonna blur the name or beat yeah, the just, name out just bleep the name uh, um, you're gonna be so mad when you see it and then you find out who that actor is because like I um hmm how do I say this without actually talking about the the content of the movie There's a character that has their face like covered up for like mm-hmm. the majority of the movie mm. and like so um what I did like about the structure of the story is that it is multiple perspectives of like the the attack on Dunkirk Oh and... so it's like uh hold on I'm going to find the name of the movie Silence, please. It's it's the movie where uh, the the people blow up the stage and they have different angles of it. Mm. Hold on, I'll find it. <laughs> I'm ki- you don't have to be silent. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, Trust this isn't worth it, but I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> um. So it's just like there there is like. All the different armies, like French, uh, the British army, uh, some Americans, and vantage. Nope, that's not it. They're they're <laughs> on they're on the this beach in Dunkirk, and they're all sort of like waiting to be picked up so they can go home. Like that's like the the opening of the film, and then it sort of like it starts to cut to. Um, people in these these three soldiers who are flying uh planes and and shooting other planes down uh then it cuts to the the navy and then it cuts to civilians who are thrusting themselves in the middle of this war and it is like storytelling wise it's great and i love the way it looks but here's my problem with nolan and this is where like i do get sort of pissy about the movie it's a case of it's a Nolan film, so it has to have this air 
of pretentiousness like it is too smart for its own audience and if you get Mm -hmm. it oh man you are a part of this elite club because you understood dunkirk and it's like it's a pretty (laughs) simple movie to follow if you can figure out who the fuck these people are (laughs) and that 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 sort of got to me where it's just like i don't feel like i'm being talked down to while i watch this movie but like i see what you're doing I see the veil. I totally see, yeah. Dude, it drives me fucking up a wall. I mean, we're going to end up in the Lights, Camera, Jackson meme territory here. But <laughs> Inception is, it's not hard. It's a movie with four different locations. It's not like, a hard movie to follow at it's all. It's not. They're just going to different locations. It's like a movie. It's so goddamn. If, if dreams there's within a, dreams if there's within dreams. Any Literally. Nolan film that is maybe difficult to follow I would say it's the prestige, but even I then, seen that one yet, and I really want to see it. I feel like if you just pay attention, you've seen yeah. it. Like you yeah, get it. Yeah. They're movies. Like it's May, not... maybe memento, but I think memento is also super straightforward. And yeah, I don't super... think, I don't, I don't think of myself as like, I'm wicked intelligent and I understand movies better than most people do. Like, I don't, I don't think that of myself, but at the same time, like, Man, your your audience deserves to be treated better, so much better than you actually treat their intelligence. Yeah. But Dunkirk was great. Uh, maybe in a year, I won't have such nice things to say about it. Um, because I feel like I walk out of a lot of Nolan films being like, no, it was good. And then like, I, I think about it and I like, I stew for like a year and I'm like, fuck that shit. <laughs> fuck that shit. That wasn't good. I thought that with inception, I actually came across like the, the shit on Facebook that I wrote when the first night I saw inception. And I think that would that come out in like 2010, 2011. Yeah. Long time ago. I don't fucking like that movie at all. <laughs> no, I don't I don't like it either, but like that fu- me at that age was like that movie was fucking epic. <laughs> it was so sick and I read that Joseph I'm just like, Gordon Levitt had a grenade launcher. <laughs> uh it's I don't know. I still haven't finished Interstellar. Uh I don't remember who the the DP is on Interstellar, but uh it's not Wally Fister on Dunkirk. Um, whoa, whoa. Can we bleep that too? Jesus Christ! Oh, the <laughs> film was Vantage Point, the 2008 film Vantage Point. <laughs> okay. The attempted um, assassination <laughs> of the American president is told and retold from several several different perspectives. Okay, so like I wouldn't say it's like just like the different perspectives, like constantly. It is like jumping time. Like time is not a a uh, a constant thing. It is like okay, here's this chunk of time before this happened. But, like, this is in the middle of the movie where it's, like, the movie has, like, the opening setup, and then from there it is chunks of, like, different things that have happened leading up to the opening of the movie. It's not, like, a Tarantino thing either where it's, like, yeah, they show you the ending of the movie first and then you see the movie. It's not like that. So it's a little bit more interesting in that regard. But it still just comes down to like the, your audience is a hell of a lot smarter than than you think they are. Your air of pretentiousness does not need to be in this fucking thing. Um, 
leaving the movie, I heard <laughs> I heard a couple conversations. Um, I heard somebody saying something like, "No, I wonder why. Now I know why all these movies cost millions of dollars to make because they they sat through all of the credits as as well as uh, okay. as I." And I'm just thinking like, hmm, those people probably just their payment was the credit in the film, like. <laughs> Like, I feel bad for you that you think that that's why, like, the movie costs <laughs> yeah. so much money to make. It's like, ah, those people worked for free or they worked <laughs> overtime with no pay. And they were specifically yeah. talking about the um, the uh, CG effect artists. That being, just throwing that out there, there's a ton of people in the credits for CG effects. But uh, that movie is mostly practical, uh, mm-hmm. which is refreshing. Um but just like they were like, oh, those CG artists must make so much money, and I totally understand why these people think this way. But like, I- I'm just sitting there going, like, they they that shit like was probably outsourced to like a a, a factory in China or Australia <laughs> where those people worked for like five cents an hour for them to make you this movie. Mm-hmm. Like they they didn't get paid, and that studio didn't fucking spend any money on that shit. All of that yeah. money went to Nolan, the producers, and maybe Harry Styles. <laughs> that is so. That is my favorite anecdote about the film. Harry Styles mm-hmm. is in it. He's they Fuck have advertised yeah. this. Harry Styles from One Direction is in Dunkirk, and he's really, really good. He's really good in this movie, and I love the fact that Nolan hired him to be in the movie and had no fucking clue what One Direction was. <laughs> I think that is so funny. That's that, good. like, Nolan has this, other people would say, prestigious career behind him in in cinema, and he's made so many, other people would say this, great movies. And then there's Harry Styles of One Direction, who has made a lifetime of money being in a boy band and then leaves one direction and nolan's like what the fuck is one direction (laughs) just no clue what it is at all um but yeah that's dunkirk i didn't mean to talk about it for so long but um Mm -hmm. i want to talk about a movie that you saw because i'm so happy that that you saw it oh yeah yeah we can talk about daddy's home oh fuck it's uh Actually, I did like Daddy's Home. Daddy's Home gets a thumbs up from me. I would say go ahead and check it out. Uh, couldn't fucking pay me to watch Daddy's Home 2. I'm not going to go see a movie with Mel Gibson in it in the year 2017. That's not a thing that's going to happen. Uh, but other than that, Daddy's Home 1, all right. I'm just like really bummed out that like I wanted to talk about this movie and like you're playing a bit. Well, it's like a really good movie. Here's the thing. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> Here's the thing. You know that movie. You know it. Like, you know the script by the numbers before you see it. But where they get you is in the giggles and the gaffes and the gi- and the goofs. Uh, a couple of them fall flat, not going to lie. Uh, Hannibal Burris continues his career of being the funniest person in movies that he's better than, which is kind of a bummer. <laughs> uh... What the fuck else was he in that was like, ugh. He does, he does a lot of bad comedies. Uh, he was in um, Let's Be Cops. 
Yeah, I was actually really worried about his role in Spider-Man Homecoming because he has such a bad choice for movies. He has a really bad track record. Mm-hmm. At least his roles are just like, ah, oh, you're better than this. Like, I love the uh, the nice guys. His role as that B was, like, fucking dumb. It was dumb. The nice Didn't guys? Need to be ha- yeah, he's in the nice guys. He is? Yeah, he plays a, a B. No way. That was Hannibal Burris. Yeah. Oh, you saw the film? Yeah, I uh, Caitlin and I saw that shit in theaters. That's right. Yeah, Hannibal Burris was the B. I and did I not thought, know that. And, like, they cast it like that role needed to be, like, a really funny comedian. So, like, why not Hannibal Burris? But it was, like, this ain't, like, funny. Like, Hannibal's funny. This ain't funny. I like huh. that movie, but I didn't like that B scene. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Daddy's Home. Give it a thumbs up. It's on Amazon Prime. Check it out. All right. So, I guess we can just move right into album <laughs> recommendations. <laughs> I guess so. You got the movie. Movie Rex out of the way. Uh, All-star cast. Will Ferrell, Linda Cardellini, <laughs> oh Mark Wahlberg. God. Can we just talk about Eraserhead? <laughs> All right, fine. Please. Erase, Eraserhead. What'd you think? Uh, It was really good. I All, All-star cast. Will Ferrell was great. Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> you know, he could have once again. Uh, um... No, it's really good. I'm trying. I can't decide where it lies with all the rest of the Lynch films I've seen. I can't. I haven't decided yet. I still um. The Criterion extras on that are really good. It's like the 80 minute documentary about the make. Like, there's all that all that shit that you want to see. Yeah. So I'm excited to jump into that. Um. You will. You will never find out how uh the baby was made. Yeah. No, you will. You will never find out how that thing was made. I did not know that was a big part of the movie. I thought that was like a stinger at the end, and like that's why people talked about it. Like, oh, oh, and then like when it gets to the baby, it's like, whoa, that's like the whole fucking movie. Yep. I had no idea. Um, really good. I, I mean, it's definitely why I think Eraserhead works so well. It's definitely. And this isn't a slight against his other movies. It's definitely, like, what Eraserhead is is most appropriate for, like, weird Lynch shit. Yes. It, Maybe, like, like, a... Yeah. It, it really sets up his, like, absurdist sensibility. Where it's... It is him, and he is just, like... I don't know. Uh, um, hmm, What's the best way to, to put it? It is... You know, David Lynch, he makes something. It it is it is a David Lynch product for sure. But Eraserhead is pure pure Lynch. That is yeah. like uh, uh they stuck a tube to his brain and yeah. they just fucking let all of it pour out and that's what Eraserhead turned into. <laughs> Um, yeah. I, I so uh, the the baby, all of its crying and all the noises that the baby makes in the movie, uh, you know, is actual recordings of his daughter, right? <laughs> oh fuck! Yeah. So like when I found that out, it it is so apparent that Eraserhead is about a nightmare that Lynch had where he murdered his his newborn baby. Yeah. Like 
I, I you can probably hear that I'm smiling as I say that because it just makes me like really like feel gross and nervous. But um, I I really like that he he had these trepidations of being a father, and like this is what this is what like opened his mind into making a racerhead. Um, I think that movie is way funnier than people give it credit for. Or did you not find it funny? Uh, I'm a stick in the mud, so no. Uh, <laughs> I I I rather find things uh, interesting than funny, personally, just the way my brain works. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I know what you're saying. Um, I think I might rather die than watch the whole scene at the girl's house again. <laughs> I love that scene so much. Um, the dad. <laughs> Is ma- it's like the funniest fucking character in that movie. Um, at one point, he shouts something out about his knees and like slaps his knees, if I recall. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Um, oh man, that killed me. Like the first time I saw that, I, I, I don't think I'd laugh that hard in, in in a long time. It's just like it's little things like that that like really gets me with Lynch. Um, where he he totally sees the just the absurdity with normal everyday life, um, so I, I'm just I'm just curious about like any any other thoughts you had on Eraserhead, um, or is, I, it, is this still something that you're just like I don't know how the fuck to feel? No, I I've so <laughs> that's I mean yeah the main I agree with the tube stuck to Lynch's brain. I don't know I need to maybe I need to rewatch it. But I'm still at the point. I still think Fire Walk With Me is the weirdest thing he's done. I still really do. Fire Walk With Me is, like, up there as one of my favorite Lynch films, for sure. Yeah. It's um, Fire Walk With Me is still probably my favorite. And I just I, think, like, I, as far as, like, Lynch getting weird, I still think Fire Walk With Me. The two times Lynch is the weirdest, Twin Peaks Season 2 Finale and Fire Walk With Me, are still the nuttiest things he's made to me. Hmm. And I haven't uh, seen Twin Peaks season three, obviously. Oh, oh God, dude, <laughs> you're gonna love it. Like if you, if you like if you're really into Lynch and like you can you can get behind pretty much anything Lynch does lately, then you're going to fucking love season three of Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned to me that you got uh your Twin Peaks box set, and it yeah. it comes with. The international the, version of the pilot, which I didn't know, like, what the fuck that was or meant. I, I never even heard of this. Oh, you didn't even know it's on there? I had no clue there was even a different cut of it. Yeah, that's one of the big selling points of the box set. Yeah, it's an international version of the pilot, which adds about 20 minutes. Um, there's... Sh- and when I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm fucking pissed. Because, like, I, I got the box outside. I'm like, oh, I'm... I was gonna watch come and watch Hero Academia last night. Fuck that anime nerd shit. I'm here to watch Twin Peaks. <laughs> and I was like, well, do I wanna watch the international version? Like I don't know. And I looked it up. Oh, that's one of my biggest regrets. Really wish I didn't look up the differences between them. So I'm saving you the pain. Um because Yeah, I really wish I did not look up the differences between them. It's it's the same thing. I mentioned it to you briefly, and this is all I want to say because I don't want to give too much away. You said Mulholland Drive was originally a TV pilot that turned into a movie. 
the so internet is this sort of like the the other way around no, no it's it's like the same <laughs> but like only like half as much it's like the twin peaks pilot turned into a complete succinct thought which is very fucking weird um it's I'm interested. In, I'm interested in watching. Yeah, this I don't want to say. I don't want to say anything about. You should watch only because it. I just recently watched the pilot episode again, not too long ago, with like the yeah, intentions just, of actually going through the the whole show. So yeah, yeah I'm I'm on my, I'm I'm gonna finish my peaks again because I wanted to rewatch it before watching season three. So um, uh, I'm I'm going to rewatch seasons one and two, and then once season three is over with, just restart season three. Okay. Um, just just i'm like really into it as of right now and the show has the new show has just gotten so much fucking better um what's still on the the list for you for for lynch uh what do you got what do you have left to watch elephant man yeah i should see that shouldn't i and is that it i don't know is that it i've seen velvet i've seen mulholland i've seen eraserhead there's Dune, Lost Highways, oh. Inland Empire. Oh, Inland Empire. That, that's the one I was thinking of. <laughs> um, forgot he did Dune. I really want to um, see Inland Empire. I really do. I do, too. I want to see Lost Highways pretty bad. Oh, Wild at Heart. I really, mm. really want to see Wild at Heart. Uh, that's a fucking Nicolas Cage film. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, I saw the intro to that not too long ago, and I, I thought it looked really, really great. So uh, the, if the intro is... is any indicator of how that actual or the rest of that movie actually is, then that movie's fucking amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's um, it's pretty tough to talk about Eraserhead without like going super in depth. I think. Yeah, it it is. It's fucking really good. It's it's. I was ha- I was pleasantly surprised that it was what I expected and more. That's kind of where I'm at with Eraserhead. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean it's fucking great. It's black and white art fart David Lynch shit. I loved it. I ate it up. <laughs> um, one thing I was gonna say about the Twin Peaks International pilot, if you, wherever whatever fucking channel that aired on in um, fucking the UK or whatever, uh, you got fucked. Like, <laughs> it's a. I guess I don't want to say too much, but like if you watch the pilot, and then you're like, I I don't want I don't. I don't need to watch like the. Sh- it's really fucking weird. And like I said, okay. it's not Lynch. It's not Lynch weird. It's normal human weird. Like this is weird. Like why did you do this? Um, but watch it. Hmm. I'm just, I'm just guessing. But like it, it can't have anything to do with Bob, right? Uh, just watch it, man. <laughs> does it have something to do with Bob? I'm not gonna spoil it. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. No, well, just for me. Just for me. I'll cut it out. No, no, no. I'm not gonna ruin it for you. I'm because- not saying it for you. I'm because actually kind of fucking fucked. I don't. Bob do had, had nothing to do with the the fir, the pilot episode. They don't do the police sketch in the pilot episode, right? The police sketch of when uh, uh, Laura Palmer's mom sees Bob in Laura's room, and they're like, "Oh, get over here! I saw the killer. Let's do a police sketch." That's not in the, in the pilot, pilot episode. That is not in the pilot episode. Uh, it's in the international version of the pilot. Oh, Which that's, actually, an after, that's an afterthought then, because Bob was not a part of the story at all. The only oh, reason I, why the the like the biggest like thing with Bob 
was that Bob actually shows up in the first season or in, in the pilot episode of Twin Peaks. He's at the very end of it. You can see him in the mirror when they're like closing in on Laura Palmer's mom. But he's yeah. a fucking set dresser. Like that was a mistake. He wasn't supposed oh, to be in it. Oh, really? So That's funny. It just sort of happened to be that they needed to have a murderer and they're like, okay, well, this guy's great. <laughs> so see, goddamn it, I'm pi- that's actually one because I I'm starting to rewatch Twin Peaks, and I might have fucked myself by doing that by watching the international version because like I got to the police sketch, I'm like, I don't remember this being in the pilot. I don't huh. remember this being in the pilot. I'll so check it de- out for sure. It's, um, like I said, it's a lot like what they did with Mulholland Drive, just like a fucking, but if like. It's like that, but if instead of, like, I'm assuming, like, David Lynch is like, ah, shit, it's not going to be a pilot. Okay, I'll turn it into a movie. It's like, instead, if studio executives went, all right, we'll, we'll just turn it into a fucking movie. Like, that's what it's like. Okay. Very weird. It's like hmm. they denied the pilot and said, and then studio executives went, Lynch, take a seat. We'll turn it into a movie. We got it. We'll make it a cohesive movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking weird huh um well we could probably we could probably move into album recommendations uh if you want yeah Uh, unless you have anything else you want to talk about no no okay no nope uh check us out fortunapodcast.com follow us on twitter at fortuna underscore cast and subscribe to us on itunes please thank you um why don't you go first this week I have a feeling I, got, I already know what you're going to recommend, but I got a lot to say this week. What I what <laughs> of I course sh- you do. what I should recommend this week, and I'll recommend it as a listening. I've only listened to it once, so I don't have anything to say about it yet. So I'm not going to recommend it. But Flower Boy came out by Tyler the Creator. So fucking I was, good. I listened to a little bit of it today. Um, I liked it. It's I liked what really I heard. Really good. It. I'm still. Uh, I'm pissed. I, I turned off my brain and, and like, cause I don't listen to singles, but Tyler was counting down days for like a month. And then, um, who that boy, uh, slash Mr. Lonely nine one one came out at the end of that. And there was no attachment to an album at that point. And I went, man, these really seem like they're going to be part of an album. But like, I was just into the hype of the countdown. I'm like, all right, I'm going to listen to these. I'm going to download them on my phone, blah, blah, blah which I normally don't do. I don't listen to singles. And then he announced the album and they're on it. I'm like, I really wish I didn't listen to these songs. And I really wish I didn't listen to those songs. Um, but it's fucking phenomenal. I've only listened to it all the way once though. So I don't have enough thoughts on it yet. Uh, Next week. I won't shut up about it. I only, I only listened to it because I was surprised to see that the needle drop gave it an eight out of 10. Which oh. I think is his most positive review of a Tyler album. See, that's the one time I watch Anthony Fantano videos is when he reviews a Tyler album, so I can just sit there and scream in my laptop <laughs> while he re- while he negatively reviews Tyler albums. That's my relationship with the Needle Drop. I don't like Anthony Fantano, but whatever. That's understandable. Uh, uh, I understand why people like him, and I'm not saying like he sucks. He's just not for me. Um, no, I, yeah, it's, it's understandable. I'll talk. I have another. Th- I'll talk. I'll recommend Flower Boy next week and give my thoughts. Um, so this week, dose recommendations. I mentioned it briefly. Didn't officially recommend it. Uh, new New Bermuda by Def Heaven. It fucking rules. 
Okay. Sunbather still holds the title of something a little more special, but I think definitively New Bermuda is just better. I do. I've decided. Um, but it's definitely way more black metal. Like I said, it's like they got tired of people saying, like, uh, can you believe that this band's actually black metal? I can't believe it. And they're like, ugh. And then they just turned it up <laughs> to 11. Um, it's really good, though. Oh, I got fucking tickets to see them in September. So yeah, fucking I saw pumped. That. I, I, yeah, I saw you... Uh... I don't know, maybe on Facebook. Yeah, it was like the only way I could I could like RSVP them because like the tickets were going on sale at a certain time. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm gonna see Def Heaven. I'm fucking pumped. Um, so I've I've briefly talked about it. I love Def Heaven. I think that one actually that album's almost an easier pill to swallow, despite it being way more black metal. It's a little less relentless. It gives you a lot more breathing room. Okay. And has like slightly like slightly higher highs like shining moments that stand out new bermuda is really good um but also because i talked about that i'll also recommend charmer by tiger's jaw i've been listening to which what number album is that for them i think it's their most i think it's the one right before spin it's the one with the strawberry on the cover it's the no one clue. that that <laughs> i had always heard about when I heard Tiger's Jaw, I only heard it in regards to um, Charmer, 2014. Huh. Like that's I definitely the only thing. have never heard it then. That's the only one I knew that people talked about Charmer. Um, dude, now that I'm listening to old Tiger's Jaw, this is a backdoor recommendation for Spin. I love Charmer. I'm loving old Tiger's Jaw. Spin literally takes a dump on everything they've ever written. Spin is like miles above from a songwriting angle like so much fucking better than anything they've written and i'm 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 overhyping it a little bit right there so let me scale back but like i went back to charmer and i'm like okay i'm already in the tiger's jaw camp uh it was like i it was kind of a shock how like i wasn't ready for it to be like as dumbed down isn't the right word but dude just the songwriting on spin is so much better because i start charmer and it's just like power chords like every other like emo band on run for cover and i'm like okay (laughs) Like, it's fine. Like, that's what the genre is. I get it. But, like, Spin isn't that. So, that was a back to recommendation for Spin. Still my album of the year. It's so fucking good. But Charmer's really good. I think the first half's a little weak. It's trying to be the three-minute hit song for, like, the emo kids that summer. The first half. And then the second half, they, like, fucking chill and, like, have something to say. And it sounds like I'm bashing this album. I'm listening to Charmer nonstop. This album's really good. Um, I was listening to it in the grocery store and literally in the second song, he says, fire walk with me. And I'm like, ah, I'm on board. Let's see what y'all got. <laughs> Jesus. And then, and then they also say twin peaks in a later song, but like that one's less of a reference. Like they could have just said the word mountain instead of twin peaks, but they said twin peaks because they're emo hipsters. Yeah. But, but charmer by tiger's jaw. It's a good, um, it's yeah, it's a good emo album that's a little different than from the other stuff you'll hear. Not super different, but, like, his voice is a little different than you'll hear on other emo albums. Yeah. And it really hits a stride in the second half. I feel like they really have something to say in the second half, where in the first half they're just making fun songs. Hmm. Album review over. <laughs> I had a lot to I say li- this week. You said that you were uh, you were gonna recommend two albums, and in actuality, you, you recommended four. Um, <laughs> just one of them happens to be a pre-recommendation. Um, yeah. 
I am going to recommend uh, a band called I Am The Avalanche and their self-titled album. Um, so I, it's, I feel like it's hard to talk about I Am The Avalanche without talking about the singer and uh, his previous band. Um, he was in a band called uh, The Movie Life, which is a huge punk band. Well, not huge. They were a really big punk band on drive through records um, that got into some like money troubles with with the label and the band broke up. There was some like issues between some of the members and then the money shit happened. So they they ended up breaking up and contractually the singer was made to stay on the label. So. Mm. He started a new band called I Am The Avalanche, and uh, they put out a self-titled record in 2005 uh, under drive Through Records. Uh, I really want you to listen to it, Marshall, because it is, it's a punk album that is more on the side of indie, it, like, in terms of, like, the way their music sounds. They also have a, like... A very distinct Weezer influence. Ah, okay. Um, the song I think you should listen to first is Symphony. If you don't like Symphony, then the rest of the album maybe isn't for you. But like, okay. still, just check it out. Um, it's very like, it's almost like stoner, like stoner punk music, where it's okay. like the the chords are pretty heavy, but the chords are also played at like a slower pace. Um, and the, uh, just, man, I, I haven't listened to this album in years. I maybe haven't thought about the album in like five years. And then I just kind of, hey, like, I'll, I'll check this out again. It's been a long time. And I thought I would just like, oh, yeah, this was, oh, I loved this when I was in high school. Or mm-hmm. I loved this when I was in college, blah, blah, blah. And then it just like turned out to be that I'm just sitting there listening to it going like, I don't know why I stopped thinking about this album. This album was fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. I really like the album art. The album art is so good. Yeah. It's so good. Um, I really like were, Charmer's album art too. Charmer's really good album art. They, they were a band that like I saw at a show, uh, they opened for another band and I was like, Oh, like they, they must be like not well known. Uh, you know, they, they must be like sort of flying under the radar, but they had this like cult following to them. I remember on MySpace, they were like, we do not add people on MySpace. If you want to add us, we will add you. But, like, they built their entire fan base organically. Like, hmm. never never paid to, like, reach other people or sent friend requests to people to, like, just get you to, like, check out their band. Everything they've done is, like, completely organic. Um, I'll, maybe I'll talk about it next week. But, um they because of the drive through record situation they weren't allowed to put out another album for 6 years after oh, they shit. released that first one um so yeah you fuck it i'll recommend both albums this week uh their second album is called avalanche united at the time okay. that it came out they had five songs on a demo that they would like email to you or like just like were living on the internet somewhere uh that like you weren't supposed to get them Okay. Uh, at the time Avalanche United came out, I was really bummed out that the album was 10 songs long and I'd already heard half the album like on oh, okay. repeat for five years until this album comes out. And uh, the, the, like going back to that album too, 
Avalanche United has this like heavier and harder and like darker sound to it that like they still maintain their like punk rock sort of genre and keeping in like some of like the stoner stuff that goes along with it but the Weezer stuff sort of goes out the window onto Avalanche United um, okay but like I, I just Listen to their self-titled, then check out Avalanche United. I think you're going to spend like an hour listening to two albums back to back. They're they're both okay. pretty short, um, but just like man, the growth in their music over that period of time is so good. And for being like a pop punk band or a punk band, I think you would really really like them, especially especially their first album. Okay. So that's it. Uh, Avalanche United and I'm the Avalanche are my two album recommendations. Cool, cool. Well, thanks for listening, folks. Well, yeah. Um, jam. That was a jam-packed episode. It was. A ton, of, we hit ton a, of good conversations. We, we hit a bunch of topics. Daddy. We talked about Daddy's Home. Thank God everyone was waiting for it. it yeah. The, we were... Do you know who the we mom were, in that film is? Played by? No. Like the, uh, the like, uh, wife between Will yeah. Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg? No. Who yeah. is it? Uh, Linda Cardellini. Linda Cardellini. Freaks and Geeks. Velma. Oh. That's pretty cool. Yeah, she's looking good. She's doing good. She's funny in it. She's got some good... <laughs> Ooh! There is... Alright, here's what you do. Alright, this is... This is the Daddy's Home test. This is what got me to watch Daddy's Home. <laughs> There's a really funny dick joke... Oh, Jesus Christ. It's about 50 <laughs> minutes in. We just, we we made some food. We sat down. And we just like, hey, let's put daddy's home. And then we just skipped to a random part. Happened to be a really funny dick joke. And that sold us on the film. If that dick joke makes you laugh, go ahead and start the flick over. If not, go back under your rock, you fucking curmudgeon. It's like 50 minutes in. It's at the uh, the sperm doctor. There's a funny dick joke. Skip to the sperm doctor scene. Tell me if you like it. Tweet at us if you like the sperm doctor scene in Daddy's Home. Please. Thanks. Good night, everybody.